You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can win the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can find all of the podcast content on our Facebook page where you can review us, you can leave a review, you can also do all of those things on iTunes, on Spotify, Google Play, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers. You can always get in contact with the show at the Locked On Packers fan hotline. That is 920-341-3775. And we're going to focus on a lot of those questions today. And the two most pressing questions that the Green Bay Packers are facing right now as we move forward in the season, 3-2-1, is... Mike McCarthy's future with this team and what he can get done with this group this season. And number two, how good defensively or not good is this team? Can they get better and can they be good enough to get to the playoffs and make a run? I just want to make it clear right now, if the season ended right now today, Green Bay would be in the playoffs. They'd be ahead of Minnesota. They'd be just behind the Bears. And I understand a lot of the the texts and the messages that I got, the tweets about the season being over and all of the, the disappointment in what happened Monday night. I get it. I hear it. I see it. I understand it. And I had a lot of negative things to say about Mike McCarthy in particular when it comes to what's going on with this team right now. And and I'll let some of you articulate that frustration. Let's go to the Locked on Packers fan hotline here for just a second. Hello, Peter. What's happening? What's up, Peter? Dakota from Memphis, Tennessee. So I'm pretty sure we just suck. Yeah, it's a week-to-week league, and we could turn it around at any point, but we are playing the worst team in football right now. We're losing at half. Even if we win this 50-24, this is unacceptable. Yes, I'm in my feelings right now. So uh, clearly this Dakota text came at halftime. Green Bay was down 24-20. I wonder how he feels and if he feels differently now that Green Bay won this game because it did change. It fundamentally altered the trajectory of this season. Winning this game given what happened around the league, improved Green Bay's playoff odds tremendously. There's an old saying in golf, there's no pictures on the scorecard. It doesn't matter how you make the number, just so long as you make the number. It doesn't matter how Green Bay wins, just so long as they do. Now, if you want to be predictive, how they win certainly matters. But Green Bay won, and that is Ultimately, what we care about here. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't aesthetic factors that come into play when you're the Green Bay Packers and when you're the fans 
of a team that happens to to boast the best quarterback in the game. And so the fact that this team defensively has struggled, we're going to get to those defensive struggles, and the fact that Mike McCarthy is still up and down with player deployment and with scheme, that is a frustrating factor for Packers fans. I totally understand that. And and here is Corey from Minnesota to articulate that. He says, I'm guessing this is a common theme. I am convinced that the San Francisco game sealed the fate of Mike McCarthy unless there is a very deep playoff run. What's your over-under on if he stays on as head coach next year? Will Green Bay do the Thompson play and offer him a front office gig? First of all, that's not how over-unders work. (laughs) But uh, I, I think there is no chance Mike McCarthy becomes a part of this front office because he wants to be a head coach. He wants to coach, and he's going to continue to coach, and he's going to continue to have opportunities to coach. I understand Packers fans are upset and frustrated, and and I, look, I have been very critical of Mike McCarthy, and, and I will continue to be. I don't think one win in the closing seconds by three against a team you should beat by 20 is suddenly a panacea for everything that ails the Green Bay Packers. That's just not how this works. That said, this team is not going to fire Mike McCarthy this week, next week, or the week after. They're just not. They're not going to make a move in the middle of the season. I don't know how many times I have to articulate that. It doesn't help Green Bay. It doesn't help the organization. It doesn't help. Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't help anyone except it makes fans feel a little bit better. But who's going to coach? Joe Philbin? Mike Pettin? Ron Zook? Who do you want? Because it's not like, okay, the Packers fire Mike McCarthy and Lincoln Riley is on the next plane to Green Bay. It doesn't work like that. So I, I understand the frustration from Packers fans. No, I don't think this this San Francisco game sealed Mike McCarthy's fate because Aaron Rodgers did what Aaron Rodgers has been doing for years and he is pulling a victory from the jaws of defeat and in doing so, saving Mike McCarthy. And I don't think that's necessarily fair. I don't think that's necessarily right. But it is the case that the more you win as a coach, the, the safer you are in terms of being on the hot seat. And I, I, I asked this question a couple weeks ago. I said, is it is it the case that Packer fans would rather a playoff run that doesn't end in a Super Bowl win if it means keeping Mike McCarthy or some sort of, you know, unceremonial exit, whether it's in the regular season or the playoffs? And I will say I took some heat for just asking that question. I didn't necessarily have a take. I will also add that for those of you who felt like that was an unfair question, I had a lot of people, you can go check the replies to that tweet. I had a lot of Packer fans say, absolutely not. I want Mike McCarthy gone because this team is not good enough to win the Super Bowl. And because they aren't, winning a playoff game or two is not worth keeping Mike McCarthy because he needs to go. There are a lot of people that feel that strongly 
about this coach that any success for the rest of the season and into the playoffs actually actively hurts this team. I don't know that I feel that way, but I understand that perspective. But I want to add in this note from Tyler from Connecticut. He said, just think if we played like we did in the fourth quarter all game, we would have had the outcome we wanted. Do you think we had this close score because Geronimo and Cobb were out? Side note, thanks for getting me through the work work week with a great podcast. I will always stay locked on. Tyler, thank you for listening. Thanks for staying locked on. Thanks for your question. And I don't know how different the outcome would have been, but I think there is no question Rodgers would look more comfortable in the pocket with Geronimo Allison and Randall Cobb out there. That trust is important. But here's what I'll say in defense of Mike McCarthy. And my listen, my friends, people I know that, that theoretically like me, disagree with some of my takes on Mike McCarthy, including that he's a better coach than they'll say. And when you look at this game for San Francisco, Jimmy Graham got off in this game. Marquez Valdez-Scantling got off in this game. Devontae Adams did the things that he does. Green Bay is developing an offense. And they are growing as an offense. Do I think this game would have been different if Rodgers had more receivers out there? He trusted maybe because there were a couple times it was pretty clear guys were not in the places that he wanted them. But developing this talent, developing Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Equinemia St. Brown... And allowing Aaron Rodgers to build that chemistry with Jimmy Graham, that all can pay dividends down the line. And being able to do that and putting those guys in a position to succeed, that is also Mike McCarthy. So I will say, I think all of the criticisms of him are fair, but there is you have to take both. So this is the inverse of what I mentioned about Patrick Mahomes on Twitter the other day. Everyone just wants to take the good. Oh, he's playing great. He's doing X, Y, Z. He looks so good. He's making all these great throws. That's all true. But then when it comes time to look at the bad plays that he makes, the interceptions, the the missed reads, the missed assignments, the, the missed audibles, whatever it is, we have to just set those aside. Well, that's not how this works. If you're going to take the good plays as evidence of a player's goodness, you have to take the bad plays in context and say they must be evidence of some sort of flaw, at least right now. And it doesn't have to damn that player. They don't have to be career-ending. You just have to be intellectually honest about the way that we analyze what's going on on the field. And so the slow start, defensively and some of the the bogging down of this offense in the red zone in the middle of the game some of the issues with Aaron Jones those things can be taken as criticisms for Mike McCarthy and it's important to acknowledge and look at those but it is likewise important to look at this team and the offense and the second straight 500 plus yard game Green Bay has put up three straight over 420 that is major offense. That also counts for Mike McCarthy, and it certainly counts in his favor. So if we're going to do that, if we're going to look at the preponderance of the evidence, you may 
reasonably believe that it points to a failure of Mike McCarthy. But you can't, if you're going to look at those negative plays, only look at those negative plays because the positive plays count too. We're going to talk about the defense in just a second, but before we do, I want to talk to you about a sponsor you know well, and that is my bookie. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win, and I've made that very clear with my picks over the course of the season, though I was very good this last week. But here's the thing. If you think you do know who's going to win, or you have a hot tip, or you think the numbers point you in a direction that you can make some money, go to my bookie and play that hunch. The thing about my bookie is they're not like other betting sites. They've been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. They have live in-game betting, over-unders on fantasy points, and the best player perks in the system. And right now, MyBookie wants to pay you to make a deposit after 7 p.m. just to ease the burden on their system because they're getting so many new bettors as bettors from across the country and across the world flood to MyBookie. If you're willing to make a deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern, they'll give you an additional $25 in free play on a deposit over $100. Just use the promo code LOCKDOWN25 to activate the offer. So go to MyBookie online. That's MyBookie. And use the promo code LOCKDOWN25 when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play on a dollar for dollar deposit bonus match. Plus, if you wait until after 7 p.m. Eastern to make that deposit, MyBookie will give you an additional $25 with the promo code LOCKDOWN25 because at MyBookie, you play, you win, You get paid. So after all the issues and all of the consternation about the offense, Green Bay right now is sixth in DVOA offensively. And they're they're playing considerably better. The problem right now is they are 22nd defensively in DVOA, 23rd in Dave, which includes projections. Now, you have to like that they're 15th against the pass, but they're 28th against the run. And if you're Green Bay, you're going to look at that and you're going to say, who cares about the run game? We don't care. I don't care. You shouldn't care about run defense. Run defense is a myth in the modern NFL. It just doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Now, if you have a good defense, you're probably going to have a decent run defense. If you have a good defense overall, because it's hard to have a good a good defense overall that's really bad at one, but it is more important that you have a really good pass defense. If you look at the top seven defenses by DVOA, they are all that and that is overall. The top seven defenses by DVOA, all seven are also in the top seven in passing. DVOA, and there are three of those teams that are 15th or lower in run defense. So this is a critical part of the modern NFL game. You have to be able to stop opposing quarterbacks, and Green Bay couldn't stop C.J. Beathard. Now, part of the problem was they couldn't stop Matt Breda. And so the thing is, 
if you can't stop the run at all, and I, I predicted before the, the season, Green Bay would be the best run defense in the league, and they're just not. If you can't stop the run, it makes you more susceptible to play action. Now, you don't need a good run game to have a good play action game. It's more about the fake and more about the design. But if you're getting killed in the run game, maybe you're going to have to put in some more run blitzes. You're going to have to attack offenses differently, and that could leave you free in the passing game. And so it could actually hurt your passing defense. The Packers have to get this sorted. It is just the situation right now with this defense is untenable. They're 28th in the league against number one receivers, and they're and they're much better along the rest of this group. 17th against number two receivers, 13th against other receivers. They're uh, unlike they have been in years past. 13th against tight ends and 12th against running backs. But right now. And part of this is because Kevin King has been been in and out of the lineup. Jair Alexander has been in, a, in and out of the lineup. They have not been consistent enough defensively. And they continue to have a terrific blitz package. They continue to force turnovers, which they did again in this game. That was on, on defense and special teams. But down to down, play to play, this defense just isn't where it needs to be. And here's a couple notes I got on the Locked on Packers fan hotline. Hello, Peter. What's happening? Hey, Peter. Jason from Nashville. Just wondering if you think Rodgers will be compared more to Peyton Manning because his defenses have been so horribly bad. It's kept him from winning as many Super Bowls as his talent should have allowed. Here's another one. Sean D. from Illinois. Why isn't Josh Jones getting a shot at safety at this point? He can't be any worse than Bryce. And then there is this voicemail. My favorite recurring bit on the podcast. Yeah, hi, Peter. What's happening? Tim from Milwaukee calling. Just wondering what the status is on this week's TPS report. Looks like it's a little better than last week. Okay, let me know what you think. I'll tell you what I think, Peter. Uh, Kevin King is who we thought he was. And uh, the most clutch play of the season thus far has to be the interception he made on an incredible play call by Mr. Petten to just send the dogs, no safety help. Kevin King stride for stride down the field and gets his head around at the perfect moment to make the game-changing interception. I absolutely love this kid. I hope he stays a Packer for his whole career. And uh, I'm optimistic going into the bye week, although, my God, we should have beat that 49er team 47-4. to <laughs> Go Pack Go. I'll stay locked on. Keep up the good work, Peter. And this is, there's some, you know, some, some mixed messages in there. Tim is absolutely right. The call to just all-out blitz C.J. Beathard was a great one. Kevin King makes a great play. And at least for the moment, silences some of those T.J. Watt truthers when it comes to the, the guy the Packers should or shouldn't have picked uh, two years ago. But here's the thing. I still don't understand why Josh Jones doesn't have a shot given the way that Kentrell Bryce has played. I don't understand why Green Bay, if they don't think Josh Jones is a player, why they thought this safety group was good enough to compete defensively at a high level. And I, I do wonder, 
about the status of Aaron Rodgers when it comes to the pantheon of great quarterbacks. Now, it's worth pointing out that Manning later in his career got the Super Bowl, and I think that second Super Bowl really did matter for Peyton Manning in his career and, and how we view him. There's no question when you look at someone like John Elway, for example. The two Super Bowls he won at the end of his career were enormous, and he was the kind of guy that we talked about in the late 90s as he was the greatest quarterback ever. All due respect to Joe Montana, there were a lot of people that said it was Elway after he won those two Super Bowls, despite the fact it was not really Elway who won those Super Bowls. It was Terrell Davis, and it was a great defense. It would be nice for Aaron Rodgers to have some help. And it would be nice for this defense to coalesce. And coming out of the bye, they should get Jair Alexander back. Bashad Breeland should be coming. But can this pass rush consistently get home enough? Can this defense in the front seven stop the run well enough? These are questions that we just don't have the answer to. And maybe it is the case that for the rest of the season, Aaron Rodgers is just going to have to win shootouts. This is still a talented team. This is something I got in a a bunch of fights on Twitter with over the last few days with Packer fans. There's talent on this defense. There's a ton of it. Here's the problem with talent. Talent means you're not proving it. Because if you're just talented, you haven't graduated to good or great. If you're a good or great player, that is what we say about you, not you're talented. Kevin King has the opportunity this season to graduate from talented, toolsy corner to a good to great player. Kenny Clark is making that transition. Jair Alexander, if he can stay healthy, can make that transition. I still like the Josh Jackson skill. And it wouldn't surprise me if after this season, Tremont Williams is moved to safety and you take that core three, King, Jackson, and Jair Alexander, and you make that your top three corners, and maybe you keep Bashad Breeland. You pay him to stay in Green Bay, and you 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 have the foundation of a very good secondary. That would be a group worth talking about. This defense can get better. The pass rush is still going to be a problem. I think it's going to be a problem all year because Reggie Gilbert has not been having as much of an impact as of late. Nick Perry is not playing to the level that his contract says he should be. And Clay Matthews is just going to be a hot and cold guy in perpetuity now. I made a joke about that ridiculous missed tackle that he had where he read the play all the way, saw it, broke on the ball, and then just no longer has the athleticism to break down and give himself a chance to make the play. That stuff has to change. They have to they have to trust this scheme. Mike Patton needs to call better games. They need to be more aggressive early because once they flip the switch in the second half, they can do all the things. They can make the plays, and they did. Blake Martinez, who has not been great this season, was really good in the second half against the run, shooting gaps and making plays when the Packers need him to. That's the guy that they need to have from play one. They just have too many guys right now who are not playing up to their ability, and that more than anything else, is what needs to change for this defense to get better. 
All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. No show Friday unless there are injuries that we need to talk about, major moves that we need to discuss. If there are things we have to jump on the horn and, and, and handle, we will do that. If there aren't, then we won't, and I'll give you Friday off. I don't want this podcast to feel like homework on the bye week because there's going to be plenty more to discuss next week about the Los Angeles Rams than the New England Patriots. This is a crucial stretch. I've said it before. Mike McCarthy has to acquit himself if he wants to keep his job. He is coaching for his job this week and next, and we know what his record looks like coming off buys. It didn't show last year with Brett Hundley, but he has Aaron Rodgers this year. He has a team that's getting healthier. Geronimo Allison should be coming back. Randall Cobb should be coming back. Jair Alexander should be coming back. And Bashad Breeland should finally see the field for Green Bay. This could be the healthiest they've been really all season. And hopefully, if you're a Packers fan, that's going to set them up for some success. You can always follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Go to our Facebook page, Locked on Packers, and like us. Leave us a review. Let us know what you're doing, how you're feeling, what you think about this team. And speaking of letting us know how you're doing, you can always hit up the Locked on Packers fan hotline at 920-341-3775 to let us know how you are staying Locked on Packers.